Not for nothing time with your hosts, Chris and Chris. What's up, party people? Oh, Chris, I forgot to tell you. Uh, you know how we're in this in a fantasy football league? Uh, yes, we are. And we have yep. a new player. Yes, we do. New Tim, as he's known. Yep. I maybe promised him that he could record our intro if he finishes in the top three. Okay, so our new show intro might be done if he if the if he wins the oh, the fantasy. Is he good at this kind of thing? No, he's terrible. That's why it's a real risk. No, no, no. The uh, intro stuff. No, no, he's terrible. That's oh it. yeah. Wait, I, so I mean, we, we could want get... another shitty intro. Oh, well, I'm sorry. You are welcome <laughs> to do our intro anytime. It would actually feel nice to like you know. Sometimes people have, like they get like a smoky sounding woman to be like, "Welcome to the Not for Nothing podcast." That's what a, my my version of a hot a hot Smoky. number sounds like. Yeah, yeah. English woman. Yeah, it's yeah. my. Good I got that. <laughs> Welcome to another no, and never know for nothing. Open the moon, tell you, governor. I hope brush your free teeth if you have them, and uh, listen up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's that's a funny thing that I did. Um, uh, yeah, I yeah, should have let you hilarious. know. But I'm yeah. not. I'm not worried. He's going to finish in the top three. Look at I'm it. not either. I don't think we're going to have a, a complete football season. I don't think we have to worry about anything. In fact, yeah, exactly. uh, Today, I think we're going to have to refund everybody's money back. Oh God! Today, you know who you'll have to refund back first. Uh, today, folks, uh, is the fourth annual Not for Nothing NFL Picks Show. The reason we actually started doing this back in the early what. What is like six, 2016. 2016, yeah. Back in 2016 on Little Water Radio, this sh- a little show that could started as a picks pot a picks uh not podcast, a picks show where we where we tried to we tried to outdo each other with our with our knowledge of the game. And uh and since then we, we we've been doing it, we've done it for three years. This is our fourth. Uh I don't know where our overall record is. Um but I bet oh, it's pretty close. It's around five hundred. It's around 500. So this is a practice in futility, and that's yep. fine. <laughs> we're nowhere near. We're nowhere near cousin Sal and Bill Simmons. They're they're in year 14 of guessing the lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you listen to that uh, ever. Um, I don't. It's a it's a worthwhile listen. This most recent one because it is funny to listen to how like. It just it, you really get the insight of like Bill Simmons and how he like is a control freak and kind of an asshole. Like he shits on Sal's new podcast network. Hey, pipe down, puppy. Uh, he got kicked out of the fantasy league and he acts all like Ben Smith about it and pretends like he doesn't care. Like he's just very like, oh, I I'm out for good. Like he like takes his ball and goes home. It's just crazy. It's funny to listen to like how much that guy cannot be told he's wrong. Um, and then, of course, he throws in a couple of great Celtics tidbits. It's a, actually a piece of shit. Don't listen to it. I said, <laughs> now, that, <laughs> now that I'm talking about it, it's, it's miserable. Why did I waste my life? Letting yourself I, work yourself back around. To that yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, but since we're talking about the Celtics, not at all. Uh, 
I think we both watched the games last night. Is that is that a true statement in the NBA? We did. I actually watched basketball. You watch and you watched both games. I watched. Um, yeah, I, I kind of. I stopped. I was only kind of paying attention to the Clippers game. It was a. It was a tough watch. It was. It was a tough watch. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, the the Celtics Raptors was a great game. It was a, kind of exciting. It was really. It got sloppy. It was sort of. Um, kind of ran hot and cold a little bit. You could see, really see that those. I think those teams just seem to be like. Raptors are hanging on, I think, for sort of dear life here and trying to give everything they can. And I just, I don't think they can do it game to game. And that's the problem. That game was going to go to game seven. Like that game, yeah. that game was going to go to the Raptors no matter what. There was a, there was a late, a there was a late non-call on Kemba uh, that, or that some, someone fouled Kemba that I thought was crazy that he didn't get that call. Yeah. And then there was another one where they overturned a foul on Thies or Thies or Tice. whatever Tice, that guy. Woof. Mm. Talk about a neo-Nazi. He's a he, he fits the the Celtics mold perfectly. The guy bitches <laughs> about everything. Um, but still, I think I think they got jobbed a little bit. That definitely felt like the refs were working their playoff magic. Um, yeah, personally, Lowry just starts coming up with these incredible, like ridiculously plays well like, i mean you know, there like, was there, like, defensively i was like i don't understand what's going you know like all of a sudden they're they're able to strip and steal the ball like every single possession uh and then tatum's got to tatum's got to work up, on his handle throwing shit up tatum's got to work on his handle that that was some that was some yeah. uh yeah lowry was there was there was one there was one late uh sort of sequence where i think there were like three three pointer it was just was like bang 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 like it went like it was like three point van vliet lowry or maybe og Lowry and and uh, Smart all just went like dagger, 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 like and and it was, it was like, incredible. Yeah. There was incredible moments there. That was like I, I mean, the, for the Celtics to come back too, and they, and they you know, they sort of they were trying. It was oh, man, it was it was a frenetic, frenetic, crazy game. Um, it's fun to watch like teams that are well coached, and I'll give Brad Stevens this. Like after every timeout, there's a great play drawn up. Like mm-hmm. instead of watching like Brett Brown, where you're like, you had you had 90 seconds to come up with this. Like, you're like, what? And you didn't come up with anything. Yeah. And it just absolute shit. And then you've got these guys and it's like, they come up with, he like, they dropped like three options on the inbounds. Like it's guaranteed buckets unless something goes wrong. Like it's, I, I, that's the best part of watching the series to me is just that and watching Mm -hmm. Brad Stevens in a Pilates instructor outfit was just fire. (laughs) Like what the fuck were those outfits? What was going on? He was wearing sweatpants. Yeah, to a tight. playoffs game. Yeah, but it's Orlando. You're in a. Bubble. I God, I'm sorry, but you need to look like Nick Nurse, like, like balding <laughs> before my eyes, like tits out, like <laughs> muffin top, pat pants too too tight, like still <laughs> still rocking those thirty thirty twos when he should have moved up to a thirty four. Like I, that's the that's my and just glasses, just like full on, like just. Nick Nerds, I love that guy. And then you have I, the glasses. I I love. I B Rad Stevens looking like a fucking youth minister over there. Mm-hmm. Like God, I uh, can't. He might be. He might be. Oh, he definitely is. He yeah. definitely is. He donates his time, I think, to the. You should. I mean, you yeah. look no. Just look up Brad Stevens' wife if you want to know like what that guy's about. <laughs> I will say though, uh, I all throughout this game last night, I was sort of looking forward to. The Celtics winning because I w- I do want to see them versus the Heat in the, well, that's in the conference the, finals. That's the rub, right, Chris? I, I I totally agree with you. Like, like these are two really well coached, well sort of established teams that that don't 
Um, you know, they, they don't sort of, they're, they're very, they're very structured. They're very disciplined offensively and defensively, right? They don't sort of beat themselves a lot. Right. And, and, and they, like the, the Bucks and, and the Sixers and stuff could do, to, could do really well to sort of learn how to establish the, an organization and, and, and sort of an on court culture, I guess you could, you could call it as, as far as how to sort of play at all times. Right. Like they just sort of stay contained within themselves they 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 hustled always always are always hustling always at the ball always fighting for the ball and i think that's a really great trait um that those two teams exemplify uh perfectly i mean i think that you look at like the, you look at the bucks and you look at the heat and you look at how they're built and you like see the bucks and you're like there's a it's a deep bench of but they're like the like kind of old role mm-hmm. players and mm-hmm. then you look at the heat's bench and it's young role players it's like Duncan Robinson and like and I mean I don't know I just, I look at like the difference between they draft really the, the well the makeup of those two teams. Also, I think Sp- Spo's got to be like the best coach in the league, right? I mean, is he? Am I am I crazy? This no, dude? I think he is, and I think he's I think he's vastly underrated. And totally, you know, he's probably considered one of the top five coaches. I mean, definitely the top ten, but he's he's probably would be your your. A lot of people would easily make the argument for top five, uh, but I I think. Oh, all in all, he he actually might be the best coach in the whole league. I, what he does and what he gets out of those players, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Like he the, he draws up plays as well. He like knows they, how to coach. He knows how to coach superstars too. Buckets yeah. Buckets is like putting his life on the line for this dude. I, you know what? And that's here's the interesting thing about that too, right? With with Jimmy B, like he's what he played on three teams now before the Miami yep. and all of them weren't really great fits. Yeah. They all did pretty well with him. They didn't know sort of how to use him or coach him necessarily yeah. or work with him. Like I, you know, and I don't know, I didn't see it. I didn't sort of pay attention, I guess, close enough to it, but what a perfect fit for, for both of them. I mean, he the, went, he scored team and for him. He scored like 10 points the last game and they, it was like fine. Like they that's were, the, it's such great team basketball. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's like, that's kind of what the Boston Celtics do. Like, Kemba didn't have a great night last night, but, and maybe, you know, Tatum sort of didn't, but everyone kind of just kind of like, they started going to Tice, man. They kept throwing lobs Those to Tice. Those lobs to Tice were nice. I, I, I agree. I think like, that they just, they, they flow within the game. There's Milwaukee has a, Milwaukee has a, a, a Giannis problem, much like Houston has a Harden problem. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and Philly has sort of a, they have a whole different sort of problem. Yeah. They have sort of two it's superstars a- that they, that you're, you're rel- too relied upon. Well, it's also like, like those two players clearly are there's disjointed. There's there's right. there's something there's disjointed about them and the rest of the team. Yeah, and exactly. You get a team like Miami and it at or Boston too. Like when Boston was bringing the ball up the court yesterday, I was like, every person on the court's a weapon. Like they're yeah. and and Jalen was Jalen was right? missing, and Tatum's handle is just dog shit. Like he's got to figure that out. Like I think he will. He 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 was getting stripped so much and he just bad passes threw out the ball out of bounds at one point. Like he he because that was Nick Nurse. Did you see that? Yeah. That was Nick Nurse at the end of the game. Yeah, be a sneaky. He sat on the baseline, being sneaky, looking like he was almost on the court in the corner where Tice should have been. Yeah, and and Tatum like threw it right to Nurse I and know. not to his own teammate. Being and sneaky. I think I think that was a smart, devious, underhanded little. T- Ploy by Nick Nurse. Did you also notice that when the uh, Celtics were shooting free throws, someone on the Raptors uh, bench was going, hey, bada, 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 <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> like, what a hilarious shit, shitty move. Like, that was, I mean, there, that, I, there, kind of, I don't know, there was, there were some head games definitely being played by the Raptors. I have to say this, the one, my, one of my favorite 
uh, subplots of this playoff series. I mean, because I'm always going to hate the Raptors, like, n- no matter what, but not seeing Drake has really made it easier for me to root for them. True. But Pascal Siakam is not a fucking all-star. He had a good season, but good God, he was he was demolishing his own team. Like, he he was such a fucking liability, and he's been a liability this whole series. It's not been, like, a bad game. Yeah. He's been miserable. They've been mm-hmm. playing around him. Like they gave Powell the big shot at the end of the at the end of regulation or overtime last night. Like Powell, like that dude. Like their 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 top dudes He's are more Van of a shooter, right? Are He's Van Vliet a- and Kyle Lowry? That's a wrap. Like that. Those yeah. guys have to play. They're having to play so many fucking minutes because Sia- Siakam is no bueno. I would rather have Serge out there than fucking Siakam. Like in the like at this point. Like, unless he has, like, a miraculous oh. Game 7, that dude, I always thought he was bullshit, and now I'm just excited to know he's bullshit. <laughs> I get, he's sort of like the the, uh, the Giannis kind of example, again, where, like, he's he's a little too one-dimensional still, right? And when push comes to shove, and, like, Giannis, like, in that, in that game, what was that, four or five, I guess, they, they win one? So, uh, you know, like, he... There's just all he does is he drives to the hole like Russell Westbrook, right, and just hard to the hole and tries to spin move. And then if he can't get to the hole on that spin move, he just pulls up and, Yo, and shoots a little get a new shot. move, dude. Get a new move. That spin move, move is so beat. Like it would. I'm like, like, did you think like, that maybe he's just such a paper champion? Like Giannis, I've never dug his game. He, he shoots I, I too many I, threes. I, I don't either, but he, I, there, you could see there's room to grow there a little bit. Like he is trying to get a, like a better jump shot. I think a, he's a tapped out. Shot. I think he's maxed out. I think he's an overachiever. I, I really don't like. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Maybe it could be. It could be. But I, I, I mean, I, I still have hope and I believe in that. I, I think they do need to. With Milwaukee, I, th- I do think they need to. I literally get, and I like Budenholzer, and I, I was happy when they, I don't. Uh, they hired him. Bye. Uh, but but he he has his limits as well, and he he's proven it with a couple teams that he proved it in Atlanta, and now he, with the same sort of system, and the same style. Like if they're going to go all in with Giannis, yeah, I mean Atlanta won tons this, of rings. You're right. They were good. Right? They were, they were, um, how many rings do the Hawks have? Seven, eight. I mean, Budenholzer's <laughs> piece of shit. He's no, useless. but that's what I'm saying. Like good regular season coach. Yeah, exactly. Limitations come to play. Exactly. Right? And they, yeah, there's no adjustment. One and done. It seems like a lot of times, and um, or two and done, whatever you want to call it. And but like if they they at least they need to go to more of, of a Houston style offense. Then if you're just going to keep forcing. Giannis down the lane at full speed and let him kick it out then or something. They should have never got rid of Brogdon. Like it was, they they so needed him. Like it was such a huge mistake and keeping him or not keeping him instead of Bledsoe. Bledsoe. Fucking how many, God, I mean, Bledsoe really like that's your dude. Like that's a, that's like keeping Eric Gordon, you know, instead of, I'd rather have Eric Gordon. I know. I know. It's, he's a better, he's a better pull stand up shooter, you know, on the wings like Houston has, man, I would trade Bledsoe for Gordon in a heartbeat right now. (laughs) If I was Milwaukee, I don't love Milwaukee. Uh, I, oh, sorry. Can I just say something? Of All course, sudden, you can say whatever you this, want. Uh, Chris Paul to Milwaukee rumors. Yeah, good. Go. I brought that up. I think a year ago before the season even started. Chris. Okay. I good. I, it will be a disaster. It'll be a huge disaster. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. I hope that team just fails. I don't know why. I just they, they have no. I have. They have really no avenue to go anywhere to make themselves better. You know the. Here's the thing. Here's how they think. I don't know. Maybe they, they can, should get another Lopez or uh, or you know like is there is there a third Lopez or could they get they can trade him could, just for like some just some middling role player. Which um, one? Who could they have fucking pointers. two. Like if they all they need to find is like one or two more like Wesley Matthews. That was a great offseason pickup for them. Yeah. Like dude, dude's a little bit of everything. He shoots the three really well. They need more guys like that who can actually defend, sort of play against a, a few bigger guys like that. 
here's a here's a, a here's bowl, an interesting bowl. thing I, I was thinking about. Would you uh, trading Chris Middleton for Kevin Love? Uh, ooh, people wouldn't like that. But that's people a smooth. Like that, but that's I think a that might be move. a strong. I like that. I think Middleton is is a. I think he's okay. I used to dislike okay. him a lot. He, I, I don't know if he's a. I don't know if he's the second guy on the team. I think he's probably a better third guy. Have you? But ever, also look look what happens when Giannis didn't play and Middleton stepped up though. So there's a whole right there's a whole dynamic there with that team that has a lot of issues that they need to figure out a, a better game plan for. Did you ever watch Fat Albert? Yeah. Do you remember? I don't really. Do you remember, remember Bucky? Bucky was one of. The, <laughs> yo. Google image Bucky sometime and Google image Chris Middleton. I mean, oh yeah, a, he's, I know. <laughs> it's a spitting image. This is. I mean, I'm sure Fat Albert's canceled, and I probably sound mildly racist saying this, but I mean, like the resemblance is crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I can't look at that guy and not think of like, hur, hur, hur. like it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, you're I'm. Right. I'm so. I mean, I don't know a single soul that isn't all in on the Heat. Uh, I got him at I got him uh, back in January to win the Eastern Conference. I'm looking pretty good right now on one, on my NBA futures. Yeah, I've you got, are. Yeah, you are. Because uh, I still have Houston, and I hit uh, I hit the Lakers as well. So uh, when Kobe died, so I've got some I've got some I've got three teams still in the playoffs, which is pretty exciting. Uh, that is that's really great. And here I watched that I watched the Houston Laker game the other night too, and they they have a problem. Lakers have a problem, like of um, they can turn it on when they want to. I'm sorry, you can't rely on Rajon Rondo to beat no. the fucking Clippers. To hit, to hit three three pointers, too? yeah, like the, yeah, you can't shoot. It's nuts. It's it's so nuts. I it's also and how is Anthony Davis not dominating this game in this series? Though? He like, will. He, I mean, he post he, up just. He, he keeps I know. Settling for jump shots, and he's a pretty good like around the key jump. Well, this is what, start- this is what's gonna happen to Giannis. He's like Giannis is fa- falling into the Anthony Davis footsteps. Like he's mm-hmm. gonna. It's gonna. He, he, they won't You're be able to, to train it out of him. Run, it's an beat, I guess. A little bit of motion, a little bit of plays. Get Giannis down around the basket. Let him dominate for you know ten. They should all be fucking. They there. should all be going to Tice basketball camp in the off season. Like that yes. dude. Like he position. He he plays the corner, but he gets. An, I mean, I hate him, but he is. He is a. They, but they 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 found a purpose. He moves a, a way so, to serve them. He back. moves so well. Like mm-hmm. he just moves so well. He never. That guy never. I mean, I'd never watch him like with the with his pants down. Like, I mean, I would, but uh, but he just never gets. Caught. He just is in the right place at the right time yeah, all the time. Right. And That's that could what I'm be talking about like Boston does it. They they're so disciplined. Everybody knows their role, and they don't ever really screw it up. I think they. I think they go. I think they pass one too many times. Like, I think they give uh, up open looks a little bit too much. But I yeah. mean that's a that's barely a knock. Um, but I think I think that's a whole NBA issue about about the this, this style of play now and and having shooters out there and passing the ball around to always find the open shooter. Is it always ends up with a lot of teams always end up making maybe one too many passes. Agreed. It's just a I think it's just a, it's the flow of the, of the of the league right now and that's just it's a it's a minor thing. But I agree with you. It it, it does sometimes become a, a bit of a problem for t- most teams i think so moving into the clippers game uh i kind of kept one eye on it as well i i mean the, the denver's just overmatched Ka- yeah. Kawhi. so two two thoughts one how cold-blooded is Kawhi leonard like i was they were talking they were talking this telling the story about how he committed to san diego state and uh and then just just never was in contact with the team like 
until like the day before like the first practice. <laughs> he just shows up. They were they were like texting him and calling him and he just yeah, nothing. Like just silence and then just showed up. Sounds like me. Yeah, he pulled a you. <laughs> and I was like that's what that like That's why I like this guy so Talk much. about a guy that just does not care about like culture or sure. or yeah. like he's yeah. just in it for himself. Like he's like I wear gross New Balance shoes. I mm-hmm. like have the weird thing. The weirdest personality. He's he's gonna like Man. win three rings on three different teams and and he can't I am the white Kawhi Leonard. You are. You're Karai Karai. <laughs> the claw. Yeah, God. I mean it's he's just a weird He's a like, weird dude. He's just a weird dude, dude and like and it's it's so fascinating. Like he does this 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 jump shot where he releases the ball so high that it like Mm -hmm. goes down to the basket. That is (laughs) unstoppable. It's such a, like anybody could have that shot, but nobody would because it's so fucking weird. Teach that you can't teach anything he does as a basketball player. Like it's not the way you would, you would draw it up. Body is awkward. Like it's like too muscular in the shoulders. Like everything looks insane. So he's not, yeah, he's not a um he's a, he's probably a super athletic person, but he doesn't play and act like it. I right? just he doesn't look the part. I can't like can we I I mean I've got money riding on Houston, but I don't care. Like I just want let's get Houston out of the way. I want Lakers Clippers. Like let's just yeah. get there. Because yeah. I also think I watched a shot last night. I also think uh I watched one shot by Paul George yesterday. It was like a it was a quick release three pointer. And it was just so solid. It was just so solid. And I was like, man, I don't like that's a he- like he's a little bit better than everybody. Like I think he's just a like he yeah. he's a little bit better than everybody. When he's on, he's, he's like on. really good. Like really fucking good. Like it's just a silky stroke. So when a couple of weeks ago I was ready just to shit all over Paul George. I know. Playoff P and this too. whole thing. And then it came out the story that he was he was having issues and, and depression or whatever else and had some stuff. And I was like, all right, I, I'm not backing off this dude because obviously this, there's something there. And he came out and he talked about it and stuff. And it literally, it seems like there's night and day all of a sudden, right? That like something happened, something clicked and he got, you know, he got his mind right. And this all, everything else. And, and I'm actually happy for him and I'm glad because the dude has been, you know, He's like I so if you listen to I know I have always I always tell you to listen to the Knuckleheads podcast. I like I just oh, love, yeah. I love it so much. Um he he was on an episode. He did they interviewed him. And he's just such a well-balanced guy and very thoughtful man and I was it's made it harder for me to dislike him because I always did. Yep. Right. And I kind of wish I wouldn't have listened to that, so I'm not going to make you because it, it definitely it it gives a little I'll bit more person. I'll come around person. on you, man. I, I'm, I'll come around because you know what the the, the shit's hard sometimes, right? And and life's hard, and for a lot of us, and, and the motherfucker so blew his others. leg up, like blew it up, like blew it up. <laughs> right? Like yeah, you don't right. think that rides in your mind a little bit when you're running up and down the court? Like I I just feel like there's all sort there's all sorts of things we don't know about that guy. Like he sure. also has been fighting to get back to California since like college. Like he's a yeah. I don't know. There's there. He's got a story. Everyone's got a story. I just, yep. I, I've, I've, I've definitely backed off of him as well. I, I give him a break and I like, God, I want to see the fucking Clippers beat this, beat the Lakers. Like it would just be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would just be so, great. Um, so, so, uh, so that we just, we just talked a little NBA, which felt look nice. Look at, how, look at us. Yeah. It felt good. 
We're doing so good. Um, so we're about to do our picks. But one thing that I think is a good lead into us talking about picks is this. Mm-hmm. I got a text message from a friend yesterday, which uh, was like, yo, my, uh, my survivor pool, the guy that's run my survivor pool for like the last 20 years just has disappeared and they're like not doing it. Oh. And that made me realize my survivor pool has not reached out. And I was like, oh, is this sour grapes? Is Harold mad that I didn't, that I didn't. That whooped his ass, his Canadian ass all over the map. Uh, but I, I reached out, and um, they, they also were they just completely independently were like, we're not, we don't really feel like it. Like it doesn't, the season doesn't feel right. And I, mm-hmm. I had like I had to kind of agree. Like it just, it's a weird year to put money down for a season that might not survive itself. Like the. Mm-hmm. Like that's the survivor. And how pool. do you deal with it? And how do you like you know what? What are the rules then too? Right? If if the season kind of crashes, or yeah, falls apart. Yeah. yeah, it's a it. And I I mean I know that that's a possibility with fantasy football as well. But mm-hmm. it was just weird that like COVID killed the survivor pool. Like yeah. what? Like it couldn't survive. Co- like it's like that is a. I I I I've got to believe that's not a, an anomaly. I got to believe that's happening all over the place, which is such a strange, like weird, like it would just kind of like. It was like it was like a a good reminder that like this is very tentative. Like we are not. Mm-hmm. There's going to be the first game tonight. It's going to be Kansas City, which is like known for their crowd, uh, with no one there. I'm guessing. I, uh, no, actually, I think they get. I don't know if it's up to twenty or twenty five percent capacity. So Kansas City is one of the few teams, I believe, if I if I remember correctly now. Just I, even reading it last night, I think that they're going to have uh, some amount of fans in the stadium. I meant is, to do a list, of, like I meant to like do a list of all of the teams with fans mm-hmm. in the stands because I I I, think, I feel like there's less than six or something going on at, so far right now. I think it's like Baltimore, Dallas, I guess mm-hmm. KC. Those are the ones I know for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Maybe Miami. Uh, I'm not sure. It's I, weird. It's a weird list, I think, too, but I can't remember it either. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, of course, Miami. Like, I mean, you're like, like, how does Jacksonville not get COVID? Like, yeah. like how does, like, like, Minchu is made of COVID. Like, that dude is spring break. Like, he's, <laughs> he's probably immune to it at this point. He, oh, he def had it. He def had it. He got it at like a porta potty in fucking Cabo, like week one. <laughs> He's a ri- you know that rapper Riff Raff. Do you know him? Sort of by name. He was in the movie Spring Breakers. Like he's a Florida dude. He goes by a bunch of like pseudonyms. I think he got into pro wrestling for a while. D- Dale D'Antoni. He's hilarious. The Pink Panther. The Tangerine Tiger. Like he's got all these names. He's. Like those dudes are cut from the same cloth. Like Gardner Mitchell yeah. is the fucking riffraff of football. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no way Jacksonville gets out of the season without COVID. But I, I, if any league will do it, the NFL will push through. I just can't imagine they'll cancel. I, just, I mean, I, I just, mean they're not going to cancel as, as as much as they can. You know, like unless things are just completely going to hell. <laughs> they should do. Um, they should do. They should make them do uh, double headers. If you if your team has to reschedule, you just got to be. You got to do two a days. Like the next. Oh, that'd be week. great. Yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing. You that'd be a, really good for you, all those players. Yeah, yeah. I think they yeah. should do it. See, just experiment <laughs> with it. You know. <laughs> well, here's the here's the interesting thing that I I keep thinking about and pondering, and, and maybe this sort of leads into our week one. Love it. And picks. Love it. 
Um, but it is, is without sort of the proper training camp and proper and, and proper preseason games. Um, now it's, it you start reading a couple of stories about teams this last week and stuff. And all of a sudden there's a lot of like sort of minor injuries, yeah, look, uh, you a know, lot happening. Of, a lot of questionables on those, a lot of questionables those. all of a sudden. And yeah. that's because of guys, uh, teams are sort of ramping up their practice habits a little bit or, or getting a little more game speed or game ready in practice. So a lot of those sort of, you know, a lot of experts call soft tissue injuries, apparently, are starting to present themselves to a lot of guys. So pulled hamstrings, groins. Mm, yeah, groins I'm uh, seeing a lot of. Yeah, so those kinds of things. So, <laughs> oh, we're talking about football? Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 gro- yeah. yeah groins. I mean, I think that what they... start seeing here, will actually, to come, get, come actual games... There, there might be a lot of these guys for like the first like three to four weeks. There might be a lot of these sort of like really bad sort of injuries that are going to kind of linger or get worse. The last time there wasn't a preseason, a lot of guys play. I think the last time there wasn't a preseason that there was an uptick in injuries like thirty percent. Um, I think yeah, that, that might have been. I think that, that two thousand twenty eleven was there was a there was a lockout. Yeah, so lockout. Really much so, preseason. Sorry, yeah. So the lockout season, I think injuries were up thirty percent. Yeah, uh, so, I I think you're going to see that. I yeah I. Uh, messy this could be a yeah it could it's yeah it's gonna be messy i it's whatever it's football football kind of deserves it like yeah yeah. you know it's a it's a it's a horribly brutal sport that no one should actually be playing and yet i'm you know i do have a I do have a twinge of excitement that there's going to be a a football season Um, i do too i'm very excited for tonight are you yeah i want to watch this game i just i want to watch kansas city i love watching kansas city yeah, they're exciting. They're really good. I love the offense. Um, uh, the, the take I heard, which was hilarious, was uh, Bill O'Brien. So, so Houston, Kansas City. Last time, you know, Kansas City scored fifty-one points, uh, but Bill O'Brien got rid of their best receiver. So we'll see what <laughs> we'll see what it looks like. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the team is exactly the same minus one of the best receivers in the game. So yeah, I can. I imagine there'll be a different outcome. Like it, I hope he just I hope he just goes all in and just and does like another fake punt like the first chance he gets tonight. That guy. Just to keep just to lean into it again. Just be like, well, I'm doing it again. I don't care. He's gonna he's gonna run David Johnson into the ground just to prove a point. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like he's yeah, yeah, he, yeah. That's what yeah. I'm that's what I'm envisioning. Mm-hmm. Um I like there should be a free De- Deshaun Watson t shirt. Like that guy just like man. He should get to play anywhere else but that fucking city. Uh, which brings yeah, us no, to tonight. Uh, <laughs> Signed a new contract, so. I know. Yeah, uh, tonight. We, anyway. Tonight. So, Chris, mm-hmm. week one. I know you've got a bit. I know you got your, your underdog system. I know, which is going to be weird because I don't know if there is an under. I mean, there's an underdog, but I don't know if there's like a home field advantage. I don't know what underdog means right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't know how Vegas is playing any of these odds. What I do know is I think what my strategy has been for the last couple of years is to wait until after week one and sometimes week two to start gambling any real money. Uh, Maybe week two, because I think there's a lot of week one overreactions. I think there'll be some fluky games, you know, like Browns beating the Ravens last year. I also think if you're going to do an NFL future, wait one week. Like, do not place your NFL future bets right mm. before before week one because they'll they'll shift a little. People mm-hmm. will see things that they think are great. Know which teams you're going after because I think do that. Like, if you if you have a team that you feel great about, like winning a conference or winning a mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, 
just earmark them. Don't bet them because something weird's going to happen this first week and likely the odds will shift a little bit. A team that's not that good will look really great. The Cowboys, for example, might be like, they might cream whoever they're playing, but just hold off. I'm telling you, place your future bets like after week one. That's my advice. I think that's good advice. I think that's really smart, sage advice for this crazy, crazy COVID season. Yeah. And with that, we've got Houston at Kansas City Thursday night. That's tonight, folks. If we get so, this podcast up in time, go ahead. <laughs> we will. So I got, I got two things I want to preference before we start all these, all these games. Okay. Let's have it. One. Okay. We were just talking about the sort of the, the offseason impact of, of 2011 yep. with, the, with the lockout and how that affected preseason and, and the and the beginning of the season. And oddly enough, I found some I found some uh, stories on this, um, and it seemed to on the internet um, on the internet on this great thing called the internet. Uh, it it created a lot of overs in the first week or just in, in general? the first couple weeks, I believe. Oh. Which I thought would make, I thought I was going to assume like start hitting a lot of unders because of, of no sort of preseason Me and sloppy play. Me too. Me too. Um, the over records for week, oh, so it was week one and two in 2011 after the lockout. The overs went 22, nine and one. Oh, shit. Right? Yeah. So I don't know because there's a lot of like, you know, if there's a lot of like sort of fumblings or bad plays and, and it leads to sort of more points and, and scores and stuff. I, I still don't understand how this could be possible. I would um, like to know what those over underlines were. I'm sure it's impossible to find. That's the other thing too, right? Because I bet because you know, I feel like overs have gotten so so much higher in the, even like the last three years, like with just more gunslinging happening and like different like pass interference rules. Um, so I'm like I'm seeing like a some pretty high overs here. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think what I would do is look. I'll, I'll take your advice a step further. I would stay away from anything close to fifty. But if you can get anything like closer to the forty line in the over under line, like for example, like Jets Buffalo is thirty nine and a half. That feels like a great over. That's Dude, that feels like a big under to me too, which is weird. <laughs> Neither the Buffalo just wants to sort of they're they're very much a running team if they can and controlling the clock and kind of grinding out. The Jets offense is dynamite. <laughs> exactly. It's very explosive. It's gonna blow up at any second. Um I don't know. That feels like a weird see, that's that's I guess that's where we sort of differ in a lot of these okay. things. Um we should just be doing over unders now. We could just change the entire thing. <laughs> Why pick teams? Let's just pick over you like over, I like under. You like over, I like under. <laughs> <laughs> here's the but here's more to change the name about, of the show to from uh, about from high scoring offenses though is there was a stat i saw from odd sharks had it posted uh, is that double digit underdogs for week one over the last 25 years have hit 69 percent of the time 69 69.6 so how does uh, that so, so that, there's 16 and 7 against the spread and double sorry say that repeat that so again double digit underdogs okay Going into week one of the season. Are there any double digit underdogs? No. So that's why I went back and I looked and I was like, oh, that's a great stat. That's something good to know. And we sort of sort of um, debated and talked about this over the last couple of years and stuff about, you know, with double digits, a lot of points and whatnot. So it's always there's basically saying, you know, if they're getting double digit points, take them, especially for the last 25 years. That's a that's a huge that's a huge thing there. You know, uh, you know, sort of uh, example there to, to draw from. But now going back on all these weeks, there's not one single double digit. 
uh, spread on any game. Wow. Well, there goes uh, that. And that was, and that to me sort of goes back to your point about sort of high scoring games and, and sort of changing the system a little bit to sort of, um, sort of show an impact that maybe sort of Vegas isn't posting those great odds week one because they know that that's probably not a good thing to do. It's interesting. Maybe they're adjusting their own sort of uh, ideas on on gambling, especially come week one. I'd love to know what Vegas does the week one, like how, how, because they're kind of just throwing shit against the wall, especially without a, without a preseason. There's got to be an angle. I just can't figure out the angle. Last year and and sort of expectations based off of last year and stuff. So, uh, that's why a lot, I think a lot of things when you see gambling sites and they st- sort of try to give tips and stuff, they always are sort of saying, you know, take the, do- take the dogs. Um, and there's other couple other ones that are like, if, um, another interesting one I found was, uh, teams with six or fewer wins from last season, uh, are like, uh, win 52% of the times against the spread hmm. through the first three weeks of the, of, of this coming year. 52% of the time. Right. So it's not great, but yeah. it is, they win more times than not. Sure. Uh, and if those teams are, more. but if those teams are underdogs, so if those, so really bad teams last year, and if they're underdogs in the first couple of weeks, then they hit like 57% of the time. So the, the, your odds even increase a little bit there. So it's worth noting that there's like eight games this, uh, this week that are with those, that kind of fit that, those criteria. Okay. And you think that um, you're going to bet them? Uh, I, I think I'm going to bet most of them actually. Okay. Now I want to compile that with our, the last four seasons that we've been picking games. Yes. I went back and I did the research, Chris. Oh my this God. Is pre- this is unprecedented. Wow. All four the research against the spread week one. Yeah. All road dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, sorry, not all road dogs, but the road dogs covered 62% of the time. Wow. Or in, in the four years we've been doing this. Wow. Now, no one else, no one else is over 50%. Nothing else. So road favorites, home dogs, home favorites, nothing else even gets close to 50%. Bet the road dog. Now that's a road, that's a road dog cover, correct? That's a road dog cover. Yep. Okay. Not a road it's dog a, win. It's no, uh, no, it's, it's all against the spread covers. If you're betting money line on week one, you're a total asshole. <laughs> yes, the numbers so. aren't even good. Like you Houston, Not really. and Houston and, and Jacksonville are the only real underdogs in the money line, and it's like plus three hundred. It's just not worth it. Like no, it's let, like maybe like Atlanta plus one hundred seven or like yeah, you know, I mean Chicago plus one twenty eight. Maybe like yeah, don't bet it's it. Not, uh, don't bet it. It's, yeah, unless you the got like one, a, actually the only one I think would be is Tampa plus one forty eight. Yeah, but I put it in with a parlay of some sort. Like yeah like breeze over 300 yards passing or something like weird like that. Uh, all right. So, well, this is now I just, I'm all confused. Cause I uh, want, yeah. like, I got to know what to do with these road dogs. Although what's the road? Like what's a road? Like, what does it You're mean to road. be on the road? So, uh, so yeah. Houston right now to, to bring it back to the first game, Houston is plus nine and a half on right. the road in Kansas city. Right. But they're playing in front of like the road means, <laughs> well, I mean, there's just, I just feel like they're like the, what, what a road team and a home team just don't have that much influence on the game as this year. This year? Fans. Yeah. So yeah, I guess so. That's maybe a way we take this with a little bit more grain of salt. That's what I'm trying to get at. However, a <laughs> couple more things for you here. Super Bowl champs. Yeah. Are 17 and three straight up and 13, five and two against the spread in week one. Well, then. So, I- this, okay, that's we're I mean that's impressive. Compiling all these things that come together here, and and Thursday night games, the home team, 
far out are uh, uh out you know win win Thursday night games. Okay. But so there's a lot of stats here to sort of back it up that say like if Houston was getting 10 points, I'd be hitting Houston and I'd be hitting them hard, Chris. Cuz they'd but, be they'd be the road dog. You think the road dog overplays your Super Bowl champs and your and your Thursday night like yes, home team with a double digit point spreads, but it's Kansas City and I have no confidence in Houston at all. I'm going to go against everything I just talked about here. I'm going to take Kansas City minus nine and a half, and I'm going to regret it. Yeah, I... Okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) The NFL needs... I just feel like... Oh, God. I mean, what I want to bet, what I want to bet is like a close game because that's that's what the NFL needs right now in this opening, this highly anticipated opening night. And if it's just a blowout and it looks like shit... It's not gonna be a. It's not gonna be great. I don't know if it's worth it. Nine to, and a half is a lot of points, actually. It's a lot of points. Oh, but it's Bill O'Brien. I. Be, oh, I'm. Uh, you know what? I might be flip flopping back to Houston. I'm gonna take Houston. It's uh, because uh, I don't want to, but I I really believe in your underdog or your your road dog theory. Yep. And I think that this game somehow miraculously stays close. I don't. I, I don't know. I have no reason to believe why, but nine and a half. It's the closest game we have to 10 uh, this yep. week. So I'm just going to go with Houston and the points. <sighs> so am I. I flopped. I flopped back. Am I uh, getting nine and a half, though, or am I getting nine? Nine and a half. It was nine. Yeah. Was so nine if I'm getting half, nine and a half, I'll take Houston. I'll take, the, yeah. Actually, that half a point really looks uh, sort of better and better, too. Because it's like Kansas City, even Kansas City winning by nine points is, is a lot there. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think if this was back to nine, I think maybe I would have stayed with Kansas city actually, um, and not talk myself into flip-flopping. So let's just move on to Sunday, Sunday, September 13th. It's already September COVID's <laughs> COVID's. <laughs> what is this? Uh, April, May, June, July, August, September COVID six months old. Y'all, yeah. uh, congratulations to COVID. Uh, yeah. we are looking at oh, Cleveland, big, a big boy. In Baltimore, it's so cute too. Little chubby cheeks. Uh, so Cleveland, in Baltimore. This is me first, right? Mm-hmm. Cleveland's getting eight points on the road. Uh, Cleveland beat Baltimore, I believe, in the home opener last year. At least they won their first uh, game playing against each other. They did. Uh, they got crushed the second time around. Late this is gonna year. take so. This is gonna be so hard. Uh, <laughs> OGB's definitely got something to prove. Uh, so I don't want to shit on him too much. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Cleveland and the points and and just I'm just riding this road dog theory with yours. Anytime anytime I'm getting that many points and it's and it's just a it's crazy town, I'm gonna go with it. With I think the, smart. the road it's team. Smart play, Chris. sixty two percent of the time, right? Yeah. Two percent of the time. Uh, so anyway, so this is part of the underdog system that I'm talking about, is that uh, teams that won six games last year uh, seem to come back and cover the spread uh, this the following season, week one, following season. So it's a lot of points. I sort of believe in Cleveland a little bit this season, again, too, or I'm trying to. Uh, I think their defense is believe better. Land? Is it Believe Land? Believe Land. Is I'm, that a I'm thing? Did you just coin that? Believe Land. Uh, so I'm going to take Cleveland. I'm going to take the eight points as well. I don't know if they actually win this game or not. The under feels um feels like a good kind of bet here maybe 48 points yeah i love that i might be more interested in taking the under in this game than actual trying to 
pick the spread here, but uh, but I'll I'll go with Cleveland as well. Great, I like to I I'm I like the hot tip. I knew you were gonna say the under because you have a bolded, but I would agree with you. Uh, all right. So when I first read this, I read it as Philadelphia against what the fuck. Like it says <laughs> W. You have it abbreviated WFT, and I saw it as WTF. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. Which is fine because it is what the fuck. Like what the fuck. Uh, Philly is uh, giving what five and a half here. It started out at six minus six, and now it's moved to five and a half, which uh, it feels kind of incredible for what the, these two teams have been sort of talked about preseason wise. Yeah, everybody's high on the Philly yet again, and Washington might be the second worst team in football. Mm-hmm. They're bottom three. Yeah. I it's definitely a bottom. I feel so bad for Dwayne Haskins. He's oh, he. I don't know. Um, what do you like here? Uh, so last season to start the week, they played each other week one last year, and Washington kept him cl- pretty close. I think they've, I think they covered, and it was like within six or seven points, maybe five. It might have been five actually, or something like that. So it's, it's really tempting and sort of juicy to take Washington here. Um, they also scored 59 points combined last season. Okay. So and uh, Washington Philly, gets is playing with a full stadium. They're the only team that's allowing all everyone in no masks. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh again, this is uh, Washington uh, falls in the underdog system here that we sort of talked about. So uh, I, um, I should be taking Washington, I think. But it's yeah. only five and a half now. If this if this line this line was six if it was even more, I would definitely be taking Washington here. Uh, only five and a half, though. It's it's tempting, but I'll stick with Philly because I think their I think their defense has improved just enough where they can maybe sort of uh, come out with with a with a touchdown sort of win. This feels like a fourteen to ten game to Ugh, me. Yeah, that's what that's. I mean, I definitely would hit the under on this one. Uh, I just, Philly doesn't have a lot of offensive weapons. They're all banged up and hurt potentially. Deshaun Jackson usually has like one incredible game. It's it's the first week of the season, and then he sort of gets injured. So there's a lot of two variant uh, variables and, and too much variance in here to be confident in anything on this uh, either side of this way. God, I wish it was still. I wish it was a little more. Uh, mm-hmm. I wish it was mm-hmm. a little more. Uh, God, I shouldn't even be. I really want to take Washington. I don't know why. I feel like but, take him. Just take him. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna take I'm him. Give him to you. It's a week one. It's a week one move. I I feel like the, like I really believe this game is gonna be 14 to 10, which is a stupid thing to try to best <laughs> bet the like guess the final. But like that's just what this feels like to me. It feels like a low scoring slog of boring Carson Wentz football. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So moving on, Indianapolis on at the Jacksonville road, as a road favorite. In Jacksonville. A big road favorite. Big road favorite. Plus or minus eight. Again, underdog system sort of in play here. Except for Jackson. Here's my here's the one I feel pretty confident on not taking with this system is that because Jacksonville's just like they're trading players away. They're getting rid of everybody. I think they're just they are trying to sort of tank and suck as much as possible here. Um Indianapolis seems like the the kind of team that the offseason might not sort of affect them a lot. I think they just want to run the ball. They've got two really good running backs who they can just keep plowing. Just plowing Plow. into that line. Yeah. Chris. Plow just away. It, jamming it in there. Yeah. Uh, and I think they can kind of control this, control the game, control the clock, score at least a couple touchdowns. I'm not even sure Jacksonville can maybe get one touchdown out of this game. Uh, I, I think this is an easy, 
pretty easy cover for me. Indianapolis minus eight even. Yeah, I mean, this is the this. I agree. I I don't know why Jacksonville would like lose by a ton, but they're definitely gonna lose. Um, and eight's eight's like right there on the cusp. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Colts as well. Okay. Give me some Phil uh, Rivers. This game is game of the week for me. We got the Jets in <laughs> Buffalo. It's, it's, it's your game of the week, isn't it? It's my game of the week. I I I'm so pumped for this game. I really am. I. I like these two football teams. I like. I just realized I live very close to Buffalo, uh, so I might as well be rooting for Buffalo. Like they're like, uh, like Pittsburgh North or something. Uh, I, but the Jets are my squad. You know, I can't give up on Gase. I can't. I can't give up on Gase. And the Jets are getting six and a half. Does that mean that I'm going to choose them? Probably not. Give me Buffalo at six. Minus six and a half. I know they're not the road dog, but I just feel like the Jets can't. Oh, nah, I take it back. Give me the Jets. <laughs> I'm going to go with the road dog here. Give me the Jets and give me Darnold. I be- I'm a Darnold believer. I'm a Gase believer. I love, I love Le'Veon Bell. I don't care about the injuries. The Jets are going to su- surprise some fools this season. Give me the Jets. Uh, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a Gase believer. I, I want to be a Darnold believer. I'm certainly not a uh, uh, Josh Allen believer on the Buffalo side. Ditto, kid. Um, and Buffalo, I think last year, both games, I think Jets kept it really close and it was very, both was really low scoring games. Uh, I think the same thing happens here. So I, I, I have to sort of take the points, even though this is not part of the underdog system because the Jets ended up winning seven games last year. I just, uh, I don't feel great about this, but I, I got to take the points on this game. Road dog. Road dog. Hit it hard. And in, a sim- in another, well, this is, so the next game here, we got Miami at New England. Miami's mm-hmm. getting six and a half points. Mm-hmm. This was a big game for New England last year. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they somehow choked away their first round bye, which proved to be difficult. Uh, for New England because they're so used to it and apparently not good at that first week of the playoffs. Uh, you've got Miami. If did a little known fact or maybe well known, I don't know. Uh, if Fitzmagic throws over 230 yards in this game, he will surpass like Troy Aikman, Y.A. Tittle, yeah. uh, like some big names on the all-time passing list, which is surprising and kind of amazing. Chris, you picked this one. You got Miami plus six and a half. <laughs> I know where you're leaning. It's a road dog. It's, it's part of the underdog system. It's a great road dog, too. Miami is, is not the same. or uh, Sorry, New England is not the same team here. I love Cam Newton to death. I hope, I hope he has a huge season. Um, I can't. I got, I got to go Miami in the points here on this one again. I l- I think you're right. I think this is I think this is another low scoring game though too because if 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 New England's uh, uh defense is is still good or even seventy five percent of of last season, I think not a lot of stuff happens on this one. I I think Miami um I don't even know if they have healthy receivers in this game. Both Devontae Parker and Preston Williams are somewhat banged up and sort of questionable still to play in this game. And if they don't have those two guys, this this game could be really sort of low scoring and ugly. New England has like three tight ends right now. No, they have not really named a number one tight end, which is not oh, a surprise. Too, right? But the, yeah, you you don't know any of them. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. 
New England wide could, receivers too. Like New England's probably going to try to run this ball a lot. Yeah, and and they probably can on Miami because I don't. Miami's defense should be better than last season, especially in the back end and the secondary up front. I'm not too certain on. So that's another reason why kind of keep this game low. I want to go against you just because we've clicked on so many. So I'm going to. I'm going to take. Because <laughs> we keep talking each other. I know. Into. <laughs> I'm going to take New England because it's Belichick, because he's had a long time to game plan for this. I, I think he's probably excited to have Cam playing. And in, and really just to go against you, because I like Miami. I want Miami. I think New England wins this game no matter what, but I think that Miami probably covers. Yet, I'm yep. going to take New England because I just might as well shoot myself in the foot. It's Well, it's so weird, though, because I, for the last couple of days, I've been researching all this stuff, this underdog stuff and the road dogs and, and finding out all this information. And come start these picks. I start looking at these picks. And I'm like, I don't want that team. I don't want this team. I, I don't. I, I keep going away from all the underdogs. So I'm forcing myself just to to try this system out here. But you might as really well. It's hard. week one. You might as well. It's week like, one. What it's week, d- right. And might as well. And it's and so far in our history in the four years we've been doing this, it's what, what did I say seventy percent, sixty percent, sixty two percent, which is pretty incredible. And it's really hard to go against that. Then I agree. Uh, which leads us to the next game: <laughs> Chicago plus three on the road in Detroit. Yeah. Do I have to take uh, this one first? No, I'll take it. Okay, I'll go good. With this one first. Good. And I, I think like it. I think the only reason Chicago's getting plus three in this game is because they announced Trubisky as the starter. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not. I think they might have been favored, or this would have been a pick'em maybe. Um, last season Trubisky lit up Detroit both times. Like for fantasy purposes, he was incredible against Detroit, and they, they. I th- I don't know. I can't remember now. I can't remember if they won both games or not. Did you uh, pick up Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky? Is he on your team? <laughs> I didn't yet. Is he available? <laughs> He's available. Dude, you're going to do it. You might as well do it now because he's going to have a big game. And it'll look like the second coming. If, if he's going to have a big game, it's going to be against Detroit. However, Detroit, I forgot Detroit drafted a really good cornerback, sort of like a, a lockdown, shutdown cornerback. Detroit's defense might be better this season. And I'm not sure. I did, Detroit's, again, this is a huge variable game here that I'm just, I just don't know which way to go. Uh, either way. Take the so system. I'm going to take the system, take the the road dog. Yeah. Chicago is dog shit, dude. Like, yeah. I, think they're te- I think they're terrible. Like, yeah. I, I don't like their running backs. I don't like their receivers. I don't like their quarterback. Like, I, I like their, their defense is definitely going to fall off a little bit. Their coach stinks. I'm high on the beard and pencil. I don't care what you say. I think that you're right. I think that this w- should have been a pick em, so I don't believe in the, in, your, in the road dog system because I really don't think that there is a road dog in this game. So give me Detroit. Boom. You got it. Oh. This, I think this is like the, the only, the second game I would have, see, I should be going back and I should be changing the, the W2Fs. I should be taking them as the, as the home dog. Um, and this is probably the only other game I would really consider uh, with the, with the road dog system here or going against the road dog system here. But I, I think I'm going to write them all, almost all out and just, just see where it lands. Just yeah. to, just to test. The yeah. I think I do it. All right. Do it. Okay. Uh, Seattle, next game up. Seattle on the road st- in Atlanta. I'd fucking it's, stay away from It started from this out of Seattle as a, as, a, as a road favorite, minus one and a half. It's now moved to two, which actually helps, I think, me keep picking Atlanta and the points. Yeah. Um, Seattle, as a, as a, again, as a, as a road favorite, is not, it's not a good look. No. It's, it's, I've, Am I wrong in thinking that Seattle kind of stumbles out of the gate usually? Is that a fair statement, or am I? Just... That is a fair statement. 
That's a, they, they struggled against Cincinnati at home last year in week one. Yeah. They, they do sort of struggle in, in September, I think, a lot. Uh, however, in doing some research about Atlanta, they do not have a good uh, against the spread in, in September as well. They start slowly and badly. But they got Todd uh, Gurley, dude. But they got that old, old girly. <laughs> um, road favorites for the last four years, eight of 18. Oof. 44%. But it's such a, it's barely a favorite. It's, it's two barely points. a favorite. Atlanta, again, is one of those teams that you, you like. I've been wanting to like. There's a lot of variables there offensively and defensively. I'm just not sure about. I guess the safe thing to do for myself personally is just take Atlanta in the two points here. Cause again, Seattle always plays teams close. Yeah. And um, Atlanta, and that, this actually might turn out to be a, a shootout, a sort of blowout here. It's going to be a, um, it's going to be an overreaction game. Atlanta's going to win by 29 points and everyone's <laughs> going to be like, Oh my God, the Atlanta offense, Atlanta. <laughs> they're going to go. So people will be just bonkers about them and they'll end up being like, you know, a 500 team. But I think yeah. that this is the week where Atlanta just looks great. Here's See, my, here's my prediction. Atlanta, Gets up by two touchdowns, two touchdowns plus a field goal, like early by halftime or something like that. And then fourth quarter, Seattle comes back and, and either wins by this three. game by like one or they, they sort of lose it by a field goal. Yeah, I think they'll lose by three. You're probably right. <laughs> I love what we I love that. I love that we both hate trying to predict the outcome of the game, yet we can't help ourselves. It's like <laughs> it's, it's the storytellers in us. It's the storytellers. It is. It is. Uh, all right. So we're we're trying to keep this game or this show under nine hours. Uh, moving right along, what do we got? You go ahead and Green tell Bank, us. Plus two and a half yeah. on the road in Minnesota. Yeah. Before we start talking about this game, uh, Danielle, uh, Danielle Hunter, I believe is, I don't know how you pronounce, actually pronounce his first name. He's the really great defensive end for Minnesota who's like got like 14 sacks last season. He's really incredible. He is out and I think is almost on injured reserve at least for the first month of the season. That's a huge impact, I think, for the Minnesota defense, who's probably trying to rely more on their front seven to to sort of replicate last season because their their secondary and their cornerbacks are all rookies, I believe, and might sort of struggle against the pass here, which sort of helps me sort of play and believe in in my theory here with the road dog Green oh, Bay this is a, yeah. two and a half points. This I is, think a, is this is a easy. This is this is like a lot. Like them. This is where you implement that system, like. Green Bay getting points against Minnesota. Green Bay won what, like eleven games last year, twelve games, like they're, they're they won thirteen yeah, games. Thirteen games. How are they? How are they starting the season as an underdog against like Kirk Cousins? Like, give and me a fucking back break. The ex- literally the exact same team. Yeah, I, I am a, I am, I am. I think Green Bay wins this game by a mile. By a mile. Great. Uh, this might be for me. Uh, two running teams who who focus on the run. Who or want to try to focus on the run here? The the over under is forty six. I'd be really tempted. That this is another under game for me. Actually, I feel really strongly about. All it. All right, I like it. Uh, okay. The, here's a here's a fun one. Vegas baby. No one's gonna watch. You got your Las Vegas Raiders. Are they still the Raiders? Against yeah. the Carolina Panthers. Uh, this is a David Carr Teddy Bridgewater matchup we've been dying for. Finally, Ugh. we get it. Carolina plus three and a half. Home dog. Home dog. Home dog. Hit the home dog. Uh, actually, the home dog is only 47% in the last four years while we've been betting. But there is a stat, and I didn't write it down. I didn't put it in my notes system here. One, this is the underdog system about bad teams from last season being underdogs for week one. 
Two, Teddy Bridgewater apparently has one of the most incredible against the spread uh, percentages in the history of quarterbacks. I didn't write it down, but it's something like he's covered like 70% of the games or something like ridiculous. Did dude, did he lose a game last year? Teddy B, uh, I don't know if he, lo- he might've lost one game or something like he might've been like four and one or something like that. I don't like understand that. how fucking the Raiders are. I don't understand how the Raiders are favored on the road with is Carolina. So it's Car- Carolina, Carolina is the they- best running back in the game. I mean, at least until he like breaks his shoulder. Like I- I'm, yeah, I'm a little surprised by this personally. I don't think, I, I think I- the rationale is Carolina has a new coach. Uh, new offensive co- coordinators, uh, defense, like they stripped down a lot of like the defense away, which was already bad from last season. Yeah. The offense is, is basically, I guess, stayed the same. So there's still a lot of talent on the offense. It's just, I guess it's a matter of, it was what are they can like this off season, they've been able to sort of come together and, and figure it all out and actually do it come game time here against the Vegas team who, who's they've all basically who played before, uh, who didn't make a lot of changes except for they have a lot of wide receiver replacements now this season. So rugs. I, yeah, Ruggs, uh, Brian Edwards, another underrated dude who might be a, a, a big-time player for them, although he's playing with David Carr, so or Derek Carr, whichever one it is. Um, I'm, I, as much I, I wanted to take Vegas um, and the Raiders in this game, just because I, I, I think Carolina's Do probably going to be really bad. Do it. But they're, but Do they're, it. But their offense is still kind of in place with a lot of guys except for Bridgewater, but Bridgewater's a good steady quarterback great McCaffrey and you got like you just said McCaffrey's the running back here I'm gonna take Carolina and the the points I like it I think you have to it just that's that to me is a smart a smart bet betting Vegas on the road giving up over a field goal feels just like a stupid bet sure it might happen but it's not the smart bet road favorites 44 percent man like I I gotta stay away from that yeah road favorites don't make any sense I think for the first week or three maybe road favorites here chris here's my game of the week this is the one i'm excited for and i want to watch this and i don't know why i can't explain it to you la chargers on the road as favorites minus three in cincinnati (laughs) i i want to i really want to watch this game i'm so curious about how both of these teams are are going to be and how they're going to look you're so amped on you're you are so fucking amped on joe burrows it's outrageous (laughs) i I I like Tyrod. I I'm just kind of sad that they lost their best player, the yeah. Chargers. Um, and I I want to watch this game too because I want to see if Cincinnati like I I think Joe Mixon is a better be- football player than people give credit to. I think that you've got mm-hmm. AJ Green's back. Mm-hmm. If Burrows is like worth a lick, they're probably gonna win this game and make people think like, oh my God, there this is the team to beat. Uh, and then they'll stink for the next, you know, 16 weeks. <laughs> so I personally want Cincinnati, uh, but, but only because I like, that's what I want to see happen. Like, and, and, and they're getting, they're getting it. If it was three and a half, I'd say definitely. But since it's yep. moved to three, I'm a little wishy-washy about it. Yep. And, and I do believe in Tyrod Taylor, but not, I don't know. It's week one. Let's just give me, give yeah. me the bungles. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I think the sort of the the obvious thing here again is sort of the Chargers with with a with a sort of a veteran team, even with a new quarterback. Uh, everyone's sort of maybe the the offseason uh, isn't as important to them. Um, 
Cincinnati, totally new, you know, players uh, all over the place, offensive, defensively. Drew, Drew, uh, Burrow's a rookie. Chargers have a really great secondary, incredible secondary. They have, I mean, they, they could probably play five or six guys and in in, could be starting for them in their secondary, which really sort of puts the onus on on Joe Burrow then maybe playing well and being able to sort of, how well is he going to read a defense and and make passes and throws with that, going against a defense like that? Um, but I, I, to me, it kind of goes back to your Joe Mixon theory, and and I think you're nail on the head there. I think he's really great. I think he's a, he's one of those guys that like, can run and and uh, be a part of the passing game, and I think that's a huge help for Joe Burrow then too. Maybe just to rely on him a lot. I like Cincinnati to sort of surprise here as well. It, it goes with the underdog system. Uh, plus three isn't great. I'd love the plus three and a half, so I was a little disappointed when that changed this morning. But uh, but I'll still stick with Cincinnati taking the three. Hot dog. We just said the same thing twice. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Arizona at San Francisco. San Fr- oh, this line moved to six and a half. That's yeah, Arizona like that. getting six and a half. They were getting seven earlier. Seven was so nice. Seven it was so juicy. 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 Uh, uh, the juice is loose. You picked this one first, but I think we're both in the lockstep. I, whatever you say, I'm agreeing with here. Okay, so two things here. Super Bowl losers coming on to the next season. They're 4-16 and 16 against the spread since 2000. On week one. On, in week one. They do not do well at all. So, uh, and... There's your answer. Yep, and they're usually, from what, you know, you kind of break it down a little bit further, usually way overvalued to start the season. Plus, this is a division game, which is also a, sort of another sort of check mark here uh, to sort of go one way or the other in, in favor of, of Arizona. Uh, plus, this also co- ties into the underdog system uh, that we talked about. Plus, also, two more things. Kyle Shanahan, uh, yeah, Kyle Shanahan on the road is, oh, uh, no, sorry, uh, versus the road dogs are three, eight, and one. So he has a terrible record against road dogs. And Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, last season, five, one, and two as a road dog. Jesus, Chris, this is really making the case. This feels like a lock of the week. <laughs> it's gotta be right. It's gotta be the lock of the week. Yeah, I like Arizona. I hate San Even Francisco. With six and a half. With, Even a, with a six and a half. Yeah, this. I mean, those are all great stats, and they definitely back up your back up the rationale here. But I just feel like San Francisco's gonna stink this year. I yeah. I, I I think that they were like lucky to win what they won last year. I mm. and I know that nothing backs that up. They played well. Garoppolo did better than anyone could have expected. I just feel like they're like a George Kittle like like high ankle sprain away from like dropping like the first five games. Plus I, all their wide receivers are injured. They're probably going to have to try to rely on the running game as much as possible. I think they're, I, th- I agree their defense. I think is going to take a big step back. I think they'll still be good, but I, I think they were very fortunate last year. They lost a, uh, the defensive tackle, Brinson Buckner. They traded him to Indianapolis. They I lost Manny gonna, Sanders. Like they, yeah, they gave up a lot. A, yeah, there's a they lost a lot here, and obviously there's always a regression sort of to the means in a lot of the, a lot of these things. And I think San Francisco probably will win this game since they're at home. I don't know if there's an advantage there, but uh, I, I got you got to take. I think you got to take the six and a half points here, with, especially with Kyle Murray and that whole you know Arizona. If they, if they're, I think they both played them close last year too, right? Yeah, like they they were very close games. I think it'd be uh, silly not to take the points in this one. Agreed. All right, this might be the game of the week. This is the one everyone's jazzed about. That's for jazzed, sure. Jazz hands all over the place. Yeah. Tampa Bay plus three and a half on the road in NOLA. Yeah. 
does New Orleans feel like a team that might just stink? Like, could they just stink? Yeah. Am I yeah. wrong? Yeah. Like, if is Breeze, is Breeze a little long in the here. tooth? Yeah. Does, there's, uh, there's a lot of potential there, I think, for, for New Orleans just kind of all of a sudden just, just crashing and burning here. My ideal However, scenario would be for Drew Brees to uh, go out with a non-career-ending injury, just something simple, mm-hmm. like a, a bruised hand on a helmet or something. Or something groin, that just perhaps? Yeah, a groin, if you will. Uh, with them, and then and then to have Jameis come in and beat Tampa Bay, like that would be my dream scenario. I don't know if it'll happen. <laughs> I'm guessing not, <laughs> but that that's the storyline I would like to see. That like we're 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 all about Tampa, but we're forgetting Jameis is like watching his old team from a different sideline here, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that to me. That to me, I like is that the story. I like that. I feel. I have a feeling that's sort of a scenario that's going to play out this year as well. Like Breeze, like he got injured last year. He's dude's old man, and 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 they they have skewed that offense to to be a more running game to sort of help protect Breeze. So I, I think there's a lot of validity to that to that theory too. That um, there's a reason why I think that why they signed Jameis Winston. And even though Taysom Hill apparently is listed as the backup quarterback on their depth charts, there's a reason why they brought Jameis Winston in. Does that mean New Orleans wins this game, Chris? Um, here's two things for you. New Orleans, for the last 17 games in weeks one and two, so that's been what? Uh, that's almost... Eight years. Eight years, yeah. They're 2-15 and 15 against the spread. Ooh. So they start out really slow in September. And they had trouble last year, too, I remember. I don't know if it was Tampa Bay or someone else, but they had really... They had, I don't even know if they lost their first two games of the season last year. Um, but they they struggle early. Uh, so Tampa Bay, again, road dog, three and a half. With the this goat. This is also another one I feel strongly about hitting the over. It's 48 and a half, even though. But two high-scoring impact games here, potentially with with Tampa Tom and that offense, and New Orleans and their offense uh, and defenses. This is one I feel really good about with the uh, with the over. I like the over, too. I think we're both taking Tampa Bay here. Um, which means we're like sort of really like neck and neck. I don't think we I think we've only disagreed on like neck and- three games, but yeah, maybe these next three will prove to be a little bit more of a difference maker. In fact, I will make sure it is. Okay, uh, are you ready? Are you re- Sunday night? Are Dallas. you ready for this game? Oh, are you okay. ready for the most what? amped, the most high? Everyone's so high on oh. Dallas. It's, it's so exciting. So high. So high. Uh, I, I feel like a lot of people are high on the Rams too. All of a sudden, lately, Why? and I they're Cam I think Akers. They're, they're going to be terrible this year. They're going to suck. Terrible. They have a shitty quarterback. Absolutely horrible. Blake Bortles doesn't even want to be on your team. That's how bad no. you are. Yeah, he'd he's like I'd rather not play than, than yeah, be on the Rams than be on this team and live in L.A. Yeah, he just doesn't uh, like the coach's beard. I, that's what I heard. <laughs> that's a rumor. It's too it's too clean to cut. It's like weird. It's it yeah. looks bizarre. It's like it's Malibu too well Ken. manicured. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, he's trying too hard. With he it. puts way too much effort into that beard. Way, way too, too much. much way too much. That, that's not what beards are for. No, beards are supposed right. to make you look like you've got a chin when you don't. <laughs> Dallas minus three on the road in L.A. against the Rams. This one's easy for me. I think Dallas is pretty good this year, even though I keep talking them down and playing them down. Dallas. Uh, I'll take Dallas. Yeah, I, unfortunately, yeah, this one feels easy to me. I like Dallas as well. I hate the Rams with all my heart. I think they're going to stink. Great. Perfect. Wonderful. So, what say about them? You got your Pittsburgh Steelers going into the Meadowlands to take on the New York 
Giants or what's left of them. I feel like every week there's another player on their team that's getting suspended or put in jail. It's bizarre how many people are on in jail. First class organization. There's so many people in jail right now. It's crazy. Like they've got a lot of people in jail on their team. Um, Giants are getting the two Monday night games. Giants are getting five and a half. I will take this. This feels like a Daniel Dimes like coming out party. I, I Pittsburgh. I think is probably not going to be that good. (laughs) I don't know why. I just feel it in my gut. Uh, And I like five and a half. I like the road. I like the home dog. I like Danny yeah. Dimes. Uh, I think the game will be close enough that the Giants... Like, the Pittsburgh plays down to every opponent. Uh, so even if the Giants are shit, Pittsburgh will at least try to make the game close just because they're inept. So give me the Giants in five and a half. Yeah, I... That was sort of my rationale for this. Um, but since you took him now, and I believe a little bit more in Pittsburgh than you do, I'm gonna t- I'll take Pittsburgh. Okay. Yep. I got nothing else. <laughs> That's it. This, ladies Rational and gentlemen, plot. is the game of the week. Tennessee <laughs> goes into the Mile High Stadium. Thin Where it's snowing like crazy. It's blizzard conditions. The air is thin. It's the only actual home field advantage in football uh, that is unrelated to the crowd. Good Denver point. is getting two and a half mm-hmm. against an I think a hangover team. I feel like Tennessee is going to be shit this year. I just feel like they, it's going to be like, wait, what happened? Who's our quarterback again? (laughs) How much does he make? Hey, why did we sign this guy? And you know, I love drew lock. I know everybody loves drew lock and I'm sad to hear Von Miller got injured. Uh, but I still like Denver in this game. And if they're getting points, I'll take them for sure. Yeah. Um, I was going to take Denver as well. The Von Miller thing is kind of a big deal to me now. Agreed. It's huge. Uh, their secondary, I think, is trash. Yeah, could be. Um, I mean, this is going to be... The, the, I think Henry rushes for like 250 yards. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, I'm... You know what? And again, just to kind of be the contrarian now for a couple more picks, I'm happy to take Tennessee. Actually. Yeah, I, it's not a crazy bet. <laughs> it's yeah. Just, it just is it. Well, Especially one, if that if you're if you're serious, if it's really snowing in fucking in Denver... And Denver, I seem it, it. I mean, they're they should they should have the offensive pieces, but I think they'll have to go to the air more than Tennessee will, and that could be a difference. Tennessee also signed just signed Javadian Clowney, uh, which might be a big boost to their defense. Yo, how about New Orleans trying to pull the like? That was crazy. I loved that move. That was such a like. I'm, the NFL I'm, was like, no. I'm bummed can't. the NFL caught on. Like, I'm yes. bummed the NFL caught on. Basically, for those listeners that don't know, New Orleans was going to have another team pay Javanian Clowney. The Browns pay Cleveland or Javanian Clowney's signing bonus, and then sign and then and trade then him. trade him over for like a whatever round pick, whatever. and then they'd get him without that. And it was a, it was like the most obvious. Like, let's not even try to hide what we're doing here and see if it works. And it almost did. I'm I. Uh, Apparently, Baltimore had the same plan in place with another team as well to try to do that. So, they, teams were, this was going around a little bit. Like, there was, you know, I don't, interesting. I mean, I guess they, it's, I, I like it. Whatever you can do, man. Whatever it's, I dude, like This it. is what Bill Belichick would have gotten. If, if this was the Patriots and Belichick, people would have been trashing on him for trying to cheat once again. I know. I know. You're right. You're right. Wait, are we <sighs> Belichick lovers this year? <laughs> we are. I think I have. I think it's. I think it was Tom Brady. I can't love Tom Brady. I think you're right. I think it was Tampa the whole time. Yeah. 
Wow. It was always Tom. Yeah, it was never it was Bill. It's, yeah, Tom's not likable. Bill's likable in that sort of gross, curmudgeon-y, like, douchebaggy kind of uncle way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what uncle you're talking I feel like uncles are usually, like, char- characterized as, like, fun and, like, yeah, I know. Drunk, I know, a little drunk, no. but... Yeah. No, he's a d- Belichick's not your dad. I think he's like your uncle that you don't really see a lot because he works all the time. Yeah. And you always hear stories about him. He just sits in the recliner when he comes over for Thanksgiving yeah, and never really moves. Doesn't yeah. Talk to anybody. yeah. 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 He's mm-hmm. just wait. Like the first sign that there's time to go, he's like warming yeah. up the car without he, like, saying goodbye. Like, glass out. Without, like, me, you know, it doesn't even say like, get me another scotch. He just holds a glass out and you're like, yeah, I'll go do it. You know, yeah. like pour him a glass. Yeah. You're and- nervously sitting on the floor in front of him watching games because he's yeah. like, the best guy in the room and you're but you're slightly yeah. terrified the entire yep. time yes exactly he's definitely that guy definitely that guy. i'm all in yeah. i'm all in on uncle he bill this Subway year sandwiches now <laughs> gross yo have you seen have you seen these commercials for him no but like what's the deal like he's doing subway commercials i'm sorry you listen to like podcast subway's pushing really hard on the podcast world right now and you listen to like these assholes like try to pretend like they eat fucking subway or that it's healthy and it's like <laughs> it's so gross you're like, like an italian footlong no one li- likes subway <laughs> it's fucking disgusting it's like it's like you like that's the dick punch of like s- sandwiches are great Sandwiches are like amazing. Like why Subway's like the worst kind of sandwich. What even is it? Like I would like I'd rather eat a Panera, whatever that is. I just know I'd rather eat that. Panera's just bread. Whatever Panera's been up to, whatever they're doing, I'm sure it's better. Or like or like what's the pot belly there those are just like oh, squ- pot belly yeah surprisingly delicious squishy bread yeah. sandwiches they're gross and you know it but you you like them but it doesn't feet. smell like rotten feet like it's like it, the True. meat doesn't isn't like pulled apart by like plastic fingers in front of you like no part of subway is appetizing it's fucking no. No gross part. they microwave it like that shit's like it's like frozen chicken you watch what they, they do to it. it you watch like uh, maybe if you couldn't see what they were doing to make the sandwich you oh, might you be like better. all right wait. fine i'll eat it but mm-hmm. like you they show you very vividly mm-hmm. explicitly yep. even yep. how they are manhandling your food and like you're like oh Am I gonna get three triangles of plastic? I want the, <laughs> I want the orange plastic, please. Can I have three orange triangles instead of, instead of three? They're like that's five dollars more. Instead of three white semicircles, because I guess that's provolone. Is it? Yes. And give you know what? Don't even bother with the meat. Just break out that ice cream scooper. I want tuna. Like, let's do it. <laughs> Give it to me. It's like more water than tuna. Oh in man! Like, oh, we like a Florida Everglades swamp. And put some sh- put some shredded lettuce on that shit. Oh yeah, shredded lettuce. What? Is, what? Is, shredded lettuce is the most overrated thing. Well, I don't know why so many people love shredded lettuce. <laughs> we could do an entire podcast. We're an hour and twenty minutes in, and I just want to talk about shredded lettuce because <laughs> I would defend it a little bit, but I think you're probably right. It gets wilty right away. Like yeah, it's, yeah, nasty. It's gross. Kind of yeah. sticks to your teeth a little bit. You, people, people that put lettuce on tacos should just be murdered. I can't believe that people do that shit. <sighs> lettuce. On, don't tell me you would put lettuce on tacos. Oh, lettuce on a burrito. Gross. Eight, oh, not a burrito. Definitely not a burrito. Eight times out of ten, I will stay away from lettuce on a taco. You're crazy. Ta- you're crazy. Like Every even on a gringo taco, like, oh, it's gross. Pretty good. 
Back to my wife says it's about the crunch. You get the little crunch. Then you put in. Then you put cabbage in there. Come on. No. Worse. Oh, cabbage in a taco. Yummy. Oh, you're. No matter what, cabbage gone off. Get out of this world. You're wrong. You're wrong. Let's go back to something we can agree on. Uh, (laughs) you know what's not healthy? We found out gluten and (laughs) carbs. So stop trying to sell yourself as some weight loss thing. Like, remember, the guy that lost all his weight eating Subway sandwiches is in jail for being a pedophile. Like, there were some deeper things at work here. (laughs) Like, Subway, just stop. Like, stop it. Everybody, stop eating Subway. Subway. Just stop. If if you're ever tempted, if for some reason you have a childhood memory of, like, eating a $5 foot long or whatever the F, (laughs) and it, like, harkens back a glorious past memory, erase that. That's not a real memory. Don't go to Subway. It's disgusting. Disgusting. Stay away from it. Even you, Bill, especially you, Uncle Bill Belichick. <laughs> I expect better from you. He's all in now, so it's too late. <laughs> He's a $5 for life. Everybody's getting Subway sandwiches for Christmas. <laughs> God, can you imagine? <laughs> Uncle Bill Belichick shows up for Christmas <laughs> with like five of those clear plastic Subway bags <laughs> and just starts doling them out. But like willy nilly, he's like, yeah. You're like, ah, I don't want a BMT. (laughs) It's like tough. You're getting one. (laughs) And then just goes in the basement. I'm taking the Italian. That's all I care about. (laughs) Goes to the basement. (laughs) Eats it. Dips it in ketchup. Oh, man. Oh, uh, can I just tell this story real quick, actually? Yes, please. my, My good friend was working on the commercial for the Bill Belichick, uh, Subway. He was shoot. he was on the shoot. Okay, he was on the shoot. He's working the whole thing. Uh, they were up in Connecticut, and Bill Belichick like took a little break from filming or whatever, and he started eating a subway sandwich. And he, of course, started eating the prop sandwich, which is no. is, is real. No, and it's it's a legit sandwich, but it's just got a little sort of extra on it. Yeah, it's not probably you shouldn't be eating it. Yeah, you know? yeah, they kind of gloss it up or something, maybe yeah. a little bit. Uh, so he any, started eating that sandwich. Did anybody stop him? I think they stopped him. I think they stopped him in time, but I would be too afraid to point, stop him. I would just yeah, be like, he's like, eating coach, it. Here, try this one instead. Wow, what a maniac. What a maniac. He's man. just eating up a, a subway that's been sitting out visibly. Apparently. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, good know. for the food stylists because they made it so appetizing that Bill Belichick was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm that's famished. That's secret. <laughs> That's the Subway's secret, is they just have food styles that just make it look incredible. It never yeah, looks yeah, incredible. That. Fuck Subway. Chris, this has been a great show. Uh, let's, Way to finish strong. I look, I look forward to uh, going 500 with you again all season long, however long that may be. Can't wait. Can't all right. Wait to break even. Peace. In Bye. The-